Hey everybody and welcome back to the weekly dose of euphoria podcast. I hope you're all doing well and having a great day and if you're not that's totally fine. It's okay to not be okay. If you guys need to reach out or have a chat about anything don't hesitate to contact me. I'd love to help in any way possible. This episode is one I've been trying to tee up for a while now, but Tegan's schedule is frantic and you'll understand why in just a moment. I was so fortunate to sit down with Tegan Steele, who is the owner of Urban Produce, which is a Whole Foods vegan cafe in the heart of Albert Park. We recorded this episode upstairs in the cafe over a delicious almond latte. If you haven't been to the cafe, you definitely need to check it out and try their sprouted bread. It is to die for. Tegan is doing incredible things and wears many different hats each day. She is a personal trainer, the author of 365 Days of Wholeness. She's a yin yoga instructor, a beauty therapist, a motivational speaker, owner of Oshia, Whole Foods nutrition coach, And on top of all that, she runs wellness retreats in both Bali and Australia. In this episode, we discuss Tegan's upbringing and what life was like for her growing up, her stint modeling and how it affected her both physically and emotionally, her plant-based journey, curing her IBS as well as curing her mother's perforated bowel, her job as a holistic health coach and how she educates her clients to take control of their life, what her wellness retreats include and where to find out more information about them, her sustainable and ethical sourced business OSHA and the product she sells, as well as a whole lot more. Tegan is a wealth of knowledge and it was impossible to be able to include everything in one podcast, so we definitely will be recording another one down the track. I hope you enjoy the show as much as I did, folks. Tegan Steele, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Awesome to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's really good to chat with you today. Fantastic. We've been frantically sending each other emails back and forth trying to arrange a date. So I'm so glad we got to do this one today. Just to paint the picture for you guys, we are upstairs at Tegan's Cafe, Urban Produce in Albert Park. If you haven't checked that out already, I highly recommend going there. Tegan, quick question before we begin. What is that brand of the raw sprouted bread that I always get with the big brekkie here? It's pure life sprouted bread. It's the best ever. You can buy it from health food shops in fridges, but we also sell it here at Urban Produce. Fantastic. You can buy a loaf. Guys, definitely, if you're getting the big brekkie here, you have to get that raw sprouted bread. Otherwise, just buying it at the store. That's fantastic. For the listeners, tell us a little bit about how Urban Produce started and what the main message is behind it. Of course. So... I started Urban Projects with my family, so my mum, my two sisters and I run this place um, with our amazing staff, couldn't do it without them. Uh, We started this place because we got onto the plant-based kind of lifestyle and wanted to share how delicious plant-based food can be. That you don't have to miss out on any delicious meals, you can still have your pancakes, you can still have your big breakfast and you can have them in a healthy way, so you don't have to miss out on any amazing flavors that eating plant-based also means that you can eat big quantities and you don't have to count calories you can just really eat it you know at a cafe and not have to miss out and we wanted to share our delicious cooking after changing our diet we really got stuck into the kitchen 
got really creative with food and we really wanted to share those recipes with everyone in Melbourne and all the travellers that come and see us. Awesome, Tegan. And I absolutely love what you're doing here. And we're going to dive right into your plant-based journey and how it all began. Just for the listeners at home, I'm, I'm wrapped that you've explained that for us so early in the podcast, just to get away from the stereotype that all vegans eat grass or plant-based eating is just grass. When it's actually not, like Tegan just said, we've got pancakes, big breakfasts, smoothies, endless amounts of delicious, wholesome food. And I can't wait for you to tell us a little bit about the menu here a little bit later on. So Tegan, you own the cafe uh, alongside your family, Urban Produce in Albert Park. You're a personal trainer. You're an author of the book, 365 Days of Wholeness. No doubt we'll dive into that later on. You're a yin yoga instructor, a beauty therapist, a motivational speaker. You're owner of your own brand, Oshia. Uh, you're a whole foods nutrition coach and on top of all this you do wellness retreats both in Bali and Australia how do you make time to fit that all into your schedule <laughs> well I do what I love so for me it's not really work none of it really feels like work I I really just share what I'm passionate about and that fills my days and I love it I love every part of everything and I love the diversity of all of my jobs (laughs) fantastic and you're steering away from the stigma of the nine to five job or the hustle and grind that you need to do and you're doing exactly what you love and it's amazing to see that you're so passionate about tegan tell us what life was like for you growing up i had such a good childhood i have to thank my parents so much for living really my passion from such a young age they always encouraged me to do what i wanted to do i was always i guess a little bit more creative and a little bit less like the other kids. Um, I grew up in 20 acres of bushland, like running around, climbing trees after school. We used to pack our backpack and go off bushwalking for the afternoon. Uh, Always played a lot of sports. My family were always very, I guess, supportive of us doing things that we enjoyed. So I, I did Kung Fu, I danced from when I was three years old until I finished school. I I basically did what I wanted to do when I was young and that, I guess, gave me the inspiration to do what I wanted to do when I grew up. Excellent. And whereabouts did you grow up, just for the listeners at home, to paint the picture of all this bushland? So I grew up in southeast Melbourne. Awesome. So it's a place called Upper Beaconsfield. Yeah, nice. I I lived on a dirt road surrounded (laughs) by bush. We had 20 acres bushland. The farm life. It was amazing and went to school in Berwick, um, which is about 40 minutes drive from the city. So I definitely wasn't a city girl. Moved into the city when I was 19, um, when I was studying beauty therapy and started doing, I guess, a lot more that needed to be done in the city. So I was never really a city girl, but I did adapt to the city life okay. <laughs> definitely, and your cafe here is thriving, which is in a city at the moment, so you definitely warmed up to that, that's for sure. So tell us a little bit about your school life. Did you know what you wanted to do when you left school, or did you sort of just wing it? I didn't, actually. I, I really had no idea what I, what I wanted to do. My mum was a beauty therapist, so I followed her path and became a beauty therapist, thinking maybe I would open up a day spa kind of moved into that path. I actually lived over in the snow for a year and um, did massage and beauty therapy there, but soon figured out that it wasn't really my passion. Felt like I wasn't getting enough creative energy moving. So I moved into personal training. I always loved fitness and personal training. I thought the lifestyle was good to be able to work for myself. Did a little bit of that and still do it in in everyday life, I guess. It's a really good skill to have. Um, 
and moved into teaching finishing school and modeling which was an unexpected kind of uh i guess job offer that came up i've never actually applied for a job which is a funny thing i've always been offered a job so i kind of just go with the flow leave it up to the university yeah Yeah. taught that for a few years and then then i actually became quite sick i had irritable bowel syndrome my mum had crohn's disease and her bowel actually perforated 10 years ago and it kind of led me into the path of health and wellness talk to us a little bit more about that that experience for you there paint the picture for us and and did you do your own research into finding a cure for that what happened there yeah so i became i guess really really scared that i was going to lose my mum and decided to start looking up ways to heal the body and researching different ways that we could go about it because my mum's body wasn't responding to the medication well she was starting to go into liver failure her eyesight was starting to um, decrease she was on a pretty low dose of chemotherapy which is it doesn't matter what the dose is it's not good for the body definitely Uh, and her body was really really struggling she had if you don't know what Crohn's disease is I'll explain it a little bit to give you a bit of an idea Crohn's disease is a disease that attacks the bowel and basically you get like a thickening of the wall lining or a thinning of the wall lining you get ulcers in your digestive system um, and it's very very painful when you eat so mum actually got Crohn's disease or was diagnosed with it when I was born so that was a long time of suffering slowly getting worse and worse it's an autoimmune disease so basically her own body attacks itself and they say there's no way of healing it there's no cure but I believe that we- diet had to have something to do with it it didn't make sense if it's if it's to do with the gut how can it not be you know to do with the diet definitely i also suffered from irritable bowel syndrome and had worse symptoms than my mum yeah and for this is at home take us through what irritable bowel syndrome is for us please yeah so ibs or irritable bowel syndrome is inflammatory bowel disease basically Uh, Your bowel becomes inflamed after eating. A lot of stress and things like that can really turn it on. And it's very, very painful. Felt like I was being stabbed in the gut constantly after after eating. So eating wasn't a pleasurable thing for me back then. I actually avoided a lot of things. Couldn't eat any kind of bread, pasta, which is really hard coming from, you know, having a grandfather who's Italian and eating pasta every Sunday (laughs) to knock him back and say, I'm sorry, I can't eat pasta, Papa. It really hurts my my tummy. was really heartbreaking for him. Definitely, I can relate personally. (laughs) When telling my grandparents, as coming from a European background as well, that I'm not eating the sorts of traditional foods, it was sort of heartbreaking for them. You've got to combat that that, um, emotional side of things anyway, but that's a different story. And on from there, what age did you get diagnosed with IBS? So I had IBS from even being in primary school. Wow. Yeah. So it was a very, very long time. And I kind of got used to the fact that eating was uncomfortable and that I was often in pain. So my pain tolerance is actually very high. Definitely. Definitely. Um, But it's not something a kid should have to endure. And unfortunately, the information wasn't out there then. Mum didn't know any better and we ate what we thought was healthy. We ate our meat and veg. It was very 
clean diet, but it was not exactly what my body needed. Definitely. So I actually started cutting out things like gluten when I was 16, trying to, I guess, help my body with the pain that I was in. And I guess I slowly started to, to learn and educate myself on how to, I guess, eat the right way for my body to not be in pain. So you sort of took a trial and error approach to things by eliminating some foods from the diet and then seeing how you were responding to that? Absolutely. I was my own guinea pig, basically. <laughs> Sometimes that is the best way. Although, so what was next? After you eliminated the gluten, what, what happened then? Did you start to well, see then any I, improvements? Then I started going to a personal trainer, actually, and he put me on the very paleo diet, which he thought was right as well at the time, and we thought was right. It, ma- it made sense to eat really clean I was counting calories I was eating you know certain amount of of meat certain amount of vegetables and fruit it's only one piece of fruit at the time which is crazy to think about it now compared to what I eat um but yeah eventually that kind of led down the path to mum perforating her bowel and she was eating the same way as me on the paleo diet so that's when I realized hang on a minute there's something wrong here why is our bowel body in worse condition now than it was before and we're on a very strict paleo diet cleaner diet some would say wouldn't it exactly so that's when I started to dive deep into educating myself and research excellent and what sort of resources did you use in terms of your education like what step did you take next so I got really into researching online reading a lot of scientific studies on healing the body and also getting rid of inflammation because I had inflammation, mum had inflammation. We thought maybe we'll start there. So we came across the alkaline diet. I came across um, the China study. The China study is one of the first books that I read and it just blew my mind. Highly recommend it. If you guys haven't read the China study, definitely get onto it. It is, it is an amazing book. It's quite scientific, but once you get your head around it, it really makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And it's entirely scientifically proven, scientifically backed. It's the biggest study ever taken um, on humans, and it's, it was done in China by the name of the book. You can yeah. probably tell that. Uh, and they discovered uh, that casein, the protein in milk, is extremely cancer-causing. So through his extensive research on, doing, on the diets of Chinese all over China, different areas, city to, to country, they discovered that basically the casein or the protein, main protein, and protein in general can be cancer-causing when taken in too much. Yeah. So the body actually only needs 7 to 10% protein in the diet for optimum results. That's crazy, isn't it? Especially coming from a personal background like yourself, protein is so hyped up and everywhere you see it's like, get your protein in, you've got to protein this, this and that. And it's shocking to see that it can actually be the cause of some disease. Absolutely. And it kind of makes sense after I read that book, because we were eating a very, very high protein diet, having protein shakes every second meal, sometimes replacing a meal with a protein shake. And protein really was the, the main thing we focused on instead of focusing on the fibre and alkaline minerals in foods. I think a lot of people can relate, especially in dinner plates all around Australia. The main star of our plate is the protein instead, of, and then we've got a little portion of veggies and carbohydrates. Absolutely. Where the, I, coming into this plant-based diet and, and this whole philosophy of life, 
vegetables are now the start of the plate and then the other things complement that. Do you yeah, agree? Totally. So after reading the China study, I came across the Gerson therapy, started uh, learning all about the Gerson therapy. And the Gerson therapy, if you haven't heard about it, is natural cancer and disease therapy. So it began with Max Gerson over in Germany and he created this therapy to, originally it was really to get rid of his own migraines and he started getting rid of his migraines with eating apples. Wow. And then he started making apple and carrot juice to get more benefit of eating the apples and started to see crazy results and started to give it to some of his, his clients. He was a doctor. And he started to see positive results with getting rid of tuberculosis, which was a big problem back then. He started healing people with tuberculosis, with carrot, apple juice and a plant-based diet. And realised that some people were healing, some people weren't, and he didn't know why. He spoke to all his doctors, doctor friends and one of them said that you need to add coffee enemas into that regime because... Basically, all the toxins from the body go into the liver as you're healing. And the liver can become overflowing and can cause liver failure. So he started adding coffee enemas into the regime and a few other things and started getting positive results of healing the tuberculosis, started doing different studies on different people with different diseases and started getting positive results for that. And... It just went on and he became, I guess, known for healing people with diseases that were incurable. So I read his story and thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is the answer. I've got to, I've got to do something to help mum. I can't live without her. I have three other siblings and my dad to look after and I can't be the mum and, you know, live my life. Yeah. I really, um, I guess, valued my mum more than ever before. So we actually flew over to San Diego and we studied the Gerson therapy. It was the first ever time they actually did a course to learn the Gerson therapy for at-home treatment. So we did the course and were completely blown away. And it was very, very simple, and that's the crazy thing. People think that healing the body and and being healthy is really complicated, but it's not. It's just really simplifying everything in, in your life from your lifestyle to your diet and it's all very much connected. Stress is acidic and eating unhealthy foods, processed foods, packaged foods is acidic and we need to alkalize our body. So alkalizing the body was one of the elements that we learnt at the Gerson therapy and also nourishing the body because majority of the population are malnourished in some form. So if you get your blood tests done and you're low in certain uh, certain elements of your blood work, then you're undernourished. Our body isn't digesting food as it should. We haven't evolved to eat the foods that we eat. Our body actually doesn't recognise a lot of the food that we're eating. If we're eating processed and packaged food, it thinks it's a foreign object. Wow. So it's not actually going to absorb and digest correctly so that you get the value of the nutrients in that food. So we basically went back to basics. We started nourishing the body from the cellular level with juices and plant-based foods and also detoxing the body with different methods including coffee enemas which was very scary at the time (laughs) but now it's it's very much 
it makes sense. It's a part and of your everyday And it's routine. not a painful routine at all. There you go. That's amazing. So it seems to be that you came from more scientific background as opposed to, uh, for health rather than as opposed to the animal agriculture side of things. Would you yeah, agree? so for me it started with the, the science and started with health and then it moved on to environment. Um, I have a big passion for, for looking after this planet of ours and also for the, for the animals um, to see what was happening to the animals and and you know how they're treated and their life was absolutely heartbreaking and that came very soon after I changed my diet to a plant-based diet. Definitely just backtracking a little bit Tegan when you were growing up on the farm and surrounded by all these animals did you ever question to yourself where where's the food on my plate coming from? I didn't because there are so many clever ways of getting around it calling beef steak you know yeah. or you know they're not cows they're not they're not on the supermarket shelves as cows if they were maybe I would have put two and two together but it definitely just shocked me when I found out I watched earthlings the day after I became vegan I personally haven't seen that but I've heard like really it's hard to watch yeah I I forced myself to watch it yeah because I thought this is something I need to know you can't live with your head in the sand definitely you've got to take ownership for what we do and it just I've still got visions in my eyes right now if I think about earthlings yeah of the things that were happening to the animals that that we don't see it's behind closed doors and for me taking off that blindfold and and actually seeing the world for what it is and seeing every element of our life and how we contribute to that was the best thing that I ever did also one of the hardest because I had to had to look at myself in the mirror and say okay there's no more doing that no more contributing to to the to the harmful treatment of animals no more contributing to greenhouse gases and and the environment breaking down and no more contributing to my own suffering um, with my health amazing and I guess a common problem especially in Australia and the whole world in fact is we're so disconnected to what's happening and how the food got onto our plates and how that thing got to where it is today but And it's not anyone's fault. There's clever marketing behind these things. So I think first step for anyone looking to make changes, whether it's their diet, their lifestyle, exercise regime, is to just understand the process and really be connected with the thing that you're after. Absolutely. It's all about education, educating yourself so that you can make the decision yourself. And I wish I was educated so I could make the decision. Maybe I I would have made the decision not to go vegan. I don't think I would, but you know at least if you know you know definitely and fast forward again back into your transition when you first went completely plant-based what sort of foods were on your plate initially did you did you go for the the process sort of sort of things explain that to us so when i went vegan it was 10 years ago this year in march actually wow congratulations it's a good effort i know (laughs) and but back then no one was vegan like I knew of vegetarians, but not really vegans. I didn't really even know what the word meant <laughs> until I looked into it. Yeah. And so for me, eating vegan was really difficult. Eating out was almost impossible back then. There wasn't really options at restaurants. Uh, we ha- there wasn't many restaurants around. There was veggie bar and a few others, but n- not really the options yeah. that we have now. 
So it was very confusing at the start. We didn't know what to eat because we were so used to having our meat and veg and the, the meal revolved around the meat or the milk or the cheese. So cutting them out all together and we did it cold turkey. We were like from one day to the next, yeah. meat eaters to vegans. To, to adapt our diet was very difficult. So we started off having things like bacon and, <laughs> and the vegan sausages and yeah. things like that. Because we just didn't know where to begin. Definitely. And then we got really creative in the kitchen. Then we're like, hang on, let's see if we can substitute that ourselves. You know, if we made a stir fry, maybe we'd substitute the meat with some tofu. We started adding some tofu into our diet. Then we started playing with things like mushrooms to, to replace meat. And then we realized we actually don't even need to replace it. Like we're completely fine without the meat being the center of the meal. So we started changing our mindset with how we cook and started coming up with delicious recipes and I guess a lot of them we serve here at Urban Produce and they've just been changed and adapted every year and getting better every year I believe. Absolutely to die for, I can personally vouch for that. Although I get the same thing every time but it's getting better and better. (laughs) It's hard to get something else when you love what you get. Every time I come I tell myself I'm like I'm going to get something different now look I'm like nah not happening today. (laughs) You have to come with friends and then share. Yes. That's the the trick. That's a great idea. I'll keep that in mind for next time. So how do you think that this lifestyle has benefited you physically, emotionally, energy levels, mental clarity, sleep, and the list goes on? How do you, how do you think it's benefited you? I can't even tell you how much it's benefited me because I actually feel like a different person. From when I ate meat, I was, I was actually depressed. I had depression from when I was 16 yeah. up until about 18. I had no energy levels. I was so lethargic, so tired all the time. I had very bad sleep. I almost had insomnia. I couldn't sleep at night. I was very OCD as well. So instead of sleeping, I'd be cleaning. (laughs) Crazy. I was also a bit of an exercise addict. So I would exercise every night until I exercised every muscle in my body. Like completely nuts. Crazy, yeah. But I just was so unhappy. And I was trying to figure, figure out ways to be happy by you know, focusing on my body or focusing on different elements of my life. And it wasn't until I became vegan that I started looking at the world differently. It changed my perspective on everything. The way I treated my body, the way that I saw food, the way that I treated the environment, even my relationships in my family just improved so much to the next level. We all stopped being angry. I feel like the anger just started leaving our bodies and I really relate that to the cortisol that goes through an animal's body when it's being tortured and killed and its friend is being killed in front of it imagine the cortisol going through the the bloodstream crazy and if you guys don't know the process go back and listen to my last podcast with Josh and as he explains the process of how a food gets from farm to fork and and the stress levels that are going through their body in that moment and that'll be able to to strengthen this point that Tegan is making sorry didn't talk no it's fine and it's so true because the stress runs through their bodies at such a high rate and what is it in a steak that tastes good it's the blood if you drained it of the blood it would be this chewy kind of piece of rubber I guess in a way and People love a piece of steak because it's got the blood in there. And what's in that blood? Cortisol. 
stress. So we're eating that stress. We're eating that, that pain. So of course it's going to have an effect on us. Of course it's going to affect our mood, our um, emotions. So cutting that out and, and realising that every single day you're saving an animal's life is the most rewarding feeling ever. There's so many byproducts that can happen to this one decision. There's so much more to life than just you. And it really, I guess, made me less of a selfish person. I didn't realise I was selfish at the time, but really having so much focus on my body and on what I looked like and the stupid little things that I thought was important was not important anymore. There was so much more to life. Definitely. And it just gave me a new lease on life. I just could see life through different eyes. It was absolutely incredible. And every person that I talk to explaining their journey to me says the exact same things, that they found a new way of life, a simpler view on everything, and, and it just made them look in different eyes. And, and it, it's so hard to give that message to someone else that doesn't experience the same thing, but trust me guys get going and, and it'll start start making sense exactly and it, it's all about self-education definitely the more you know the less you can hide you can't pretend you can't unlearn something so educate yourself and learn it and then you'll reap the benefits from it i can't even tell you the health benefits i've felt from it the clearer mind my mind used to be always in the clouds i was always in a deep thick fog that would stop me from being able to think clearly stop me from being able to feel happy. I was so depressed also that I really just didn't have anything to live for and it gave me a purpose yeah. to be able to share this message to help people get gain back their health because I know what it feels like to be un, uncomfortable, to be in pain every day and you don't have to feel that way. The thing is that I love what I eat more now than I ever did before. I, I enjoy every meal that I eat and I feel amazing after eating it. I never ever have to worry about my body because I never put on weight. Doesn't matter how much I eat. We just had my sister's wedding. We catered for it and we ate probably a lot more than we <laughs> normally would. Naturally. Didn't put on a thing. Not that I ever have scales and look at them anymore. Yeah. But I feel good in myself. I feel clear in the head. I feel, I feel happier wow. in every way. Amazing. And I just want to backtrack a little bit to... Once you started your, the plant-based diet to cure your IBS, did that work? Did that pay off? Did you cure the IBS? Yeah, within 18 months, I got rid of every single symptom. Wow. And same with my mum with her Crohn's disease. My goodness. She got a, a colonoscopy done and the specialist was just blown away. He was knocked off his seat and he sat us down and he's like, what have you guys been doing? Wow. He's like, this is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. She's, he's like, your bowels look like they're Barbie doll bowels. Like, that was so perfect. They look like almost made from plastic inside because they were flawless. The perfect pink. All the ulcers were healed up. Her, where she had, had uh, I guess, perforated and torn open her bowel, there was not even scarring there. It was Amazing. unbelievable. And he was just questioning everything. He's like, what have you been doing? And when we started running workshops here, we ran some gut, work, gut health workshops. He would come up, come to them. Amazing. And learn and come with his notepad and write down all these notes. And he's really, I guess, blown away by what mum's done and how she's healed her body and now wants to 
help people with their diet, not only, you know, the medical route. That's fantastic to see that he has such an open mind to, to learning new things. And, and I know speaking to a lot of medical professionals that they can't physically can't fit in nutrition education to their course because it's so no. jam-packed with all the other stuff. So that education, self-education is key, and I'm, I'm really glad to see that he's doing that as well. Yeah, well, he wasn't at the time. He was very uh, negative to mum doing other things, but she had no option. He basically said that within six months her bowel's going to perforate again, and when it does... She's not going to survive because she doesn't have enough bowel to do the procedure twice. My goodness. So we really had no option and he just said, okay, well, you don't have an option, so just go for it. Good luck. But, you know, there was really no positivity there until he came back and saw the results and then he was like, okay, you've proven me wrong. (laughs) I've got to kind of watch what you do and, and listen to it because there is obviously an alternative. Amazing. And so, just for the listeners at home, what sort of foods were you eating during that time? Did you go see a naturopath to, to help with the healing? Talk us through that process. So, after we flew over to the Gerson therapy, we, we came back and we decided to do a fast. Uh, we did 30 days on just juice, yeah. both of us, and that was a real challenge, more mentally than anything else. We also did it in the middle of winter, which was not the best idea. <laughs> Not in the Melbourne winter, that's for sure. If you've never done any fasting before, it is definitely good to get a little bit of advice before you do it. We didn't have anyone to go to at the time, unfortunately, so we just went by what we were reading and we survived the 30 days and came out of it stronger than ever. Then we started eating a lot more salads. We started getting into making things like Buddha bowls. We always started the day with smoothies. Green smoothies were always our go-to. We'd yeah. have at least four green smoothies a week. Amazing. We'd have chocolate smoothies on the days that we felt like being, you know, a little bit naughty. Not that it's naughty exactly at right. all when it's, it's made with cacao. Food. Yeah. Um, and we started learning different recipes for dinner, getting into curries, using spices, herbs to really flavour our meals and really had a lot of fun in the kitchen amazing within 18 months it was healed so there you go and and i guess i really want to highlight this point that you guys took a whole foods plant-based approach as opposed to just a traditional what people think that may be just a vegan diet so whole foods are literally foods that are coming in their whole form absolutely we made everything from scratch we made everything from the the vegetables we bought at the market we ate a lot of fruit don't be afraid of fruit guys it scares the hell out of a lot of people and it is natural sugar and when it's got the fiber which it contains nature provided us with the perfect food sweet and delicious full of fiber so it's very very good for your digestive system and the sugar can be released into the bloodstream at an even rate so you're not going to get that blood sugar spike you're not going to get insulin uh, issues uh, related to eating fruit so don't be afraid. Amazing. And to put in perspective, I have about eight to ten pieces of fruit a day. I don't know about you, Tegan. I do too. Amazing. Sometimes more. So. <laughs> and I was walking down the street the other day and I was listening to this conversation of the people in front of me and they were, and they were saying, oh, don't have any fruit. You're trying to lose weight. It's too much sugar. And I, I couldn't help myself. I had to interrupt the conversation. I said, hold on. There's, fruit is not the enemy. Fruit is so amazing. It's from, from nature. It's got fibre. 
a lot of other nutrients, vitamin C, everything else in there. There's no reason why we should stop having fruit. And the main difference that a lot of people, uh, the main question that a lot of people ask me is that what's the difference between an apple and a teaspoon of sugar? Like the sugar is the same thing. A calorie is a calorie. Incorrect. The fiber mm. in the in the apple is so sustaining and it gives you all these other nutrients as I touched on before. So fruit is not the enemy, please, guys. Absolutely. And it's very easy to digest. It only takes 20 minutes for the body to digest a piece of fruit. Whereas eating something like a piece of steak or some rice, rice will take three hours to digest. Definitely. So that's a lot of effort for the body to put into digesting that one food. Piece of steak can take up to nine days to digest properly in the body. Nine days, wow. The average person has two and a half kilos of undigested food sitting in their stomach. Amazing. Which is a lot, a lot of weight to carry around and it's a lot incredible. of energy the body has to put into digestion. So the reason for going fully whole food plant-based is that the body doesn't have to put a lot of energy into digestion it can put all its energy into healing instead of digesting amazing and the nutrients that extracts from those foods yeah, is, so is incredible you, your body will get the benefits of, of absorbing the vegetables and fruit properly but will also get increased energy levels because it doesn't take half the time to digest those foods compared to a processed food or animal-based product Amazing. Taking you are an absolute wealth of knowledge. I think we could definitely get another podcast opportunity just to talk about that later on. I want to backtrack a little bit to the start of your modeling career. I understand I was reading a little thing yesterday about that it caused you some emotional stress with eating. I want to just dive into that. I feel like a lot of people are going through a similar thing. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Modeling for me was such a big stress on my body. I I went to agencies and they're like, yeah, we want to sign you up, but you've got to lose five to 10 kilos. I was like 55 kilos at the time, like five foot 11, nearly six foot. And I weighed 10 kilos lighter than I am now. It's completely insane. And they wanted me to be 45 kilos, which would mean that I would be anorexic, basically underweight. I was already underweight for my height. And that just gave me so much, I guess, negative, um, I had a negative mind on my body. I was very, very, I guess, nervous to eat because I didn't want to put on weight. But then starving myself was not the answer. Starving myself would make me put on weight because my body was going into starvation mode and, and with a woman's body, it had to to save the energy for if I had a baby or you know if I was out in the wild and I was you know without food for a certain amount of time my body's going to store the fat definitely in order to to feed myself and nourish myself so it caused a lot of issues with food I never had an eating disorder as such but I did count calories like crazy I exercised like a mad woman I would go to the gym two to three times a day and I would walk for at least an hour a day slash run and my body was in complete depletion I was so undernourished and it actually had a real major impact on me getting depression as I started kind of when I was about 16 and it wasn't until I changed my diet that I realized hang on a minute I can eat as much as I like and be healthy at a healthy weight and never even have to think about dieting again and going on every single diet in you know that you can back at you know when I was really young and didn't need to 
I was so skinny and athletic anyway was just the worst thing I could have done for my body and it's taken a lot of healing in order to get my metabolism back on track and to get my body out of that mode of having to store fat to, to I guess sustain myself amazing and flashback did you ever listen to the signs that your body was giving you were you experiencing like extreme fatigue talk us through that and and how did you ignore those amazing signs yeah I had so many signs it was just like like I like to think of the body like a car and when the oil light comes on you can't ignore it like it starts beeping like beeping the light comes up on the dashboard every single time you drive your car and we all know you shouldn't drive your car when the oil is low because if the oil's out completely, it will just blow up the car, the engine. The human body's not any different to that. And my body had so many signs of, of depletion. I was so tired, so exhausted, I couldn't sleep. I had, I was, had hunger pains every single day. And I was eating, you know, the minimum amount of calories that I should eat, basically. Wow. And... I, my body was in full crisis. My mind was so foggy I couldn't even think. And I was trying to do year 11 and year 12 at school. Like, it's, it's not a good thing. And it wasn't until, I guess, I finished school and I was really at the, the worst of my depression that I had to do something about it. And I remember my mum sitting me down saying, Tegan, you've got you've to stop this. Just don't even think about what you're eating. Just eat you know don't don't count calories anymore don't stop going to the gym so much and start enjoying your life like what do you actually enjoy doing and I couldn't even think of anything I enjoyed anymore because my focus had become so much about the food that I was eating and my body that I didn't even see anything else so I started to change my mindset and I went from being one of the most negative people that you know to one of the most positive people that I know. But through a lot of hard work and, and reading a lot of self-help books, I used to go to the Borders books back and then yeah. and, and go to the self-help aisle and, and read books on happiness and, and changing the mind from negative to positive and starting to change my self-talk. Because it really was when I looked at myself in the mirror, I, you know, I had that negative self-talk. Amazing. So, that's so yeah. inspirational and when I'm coaching my clients I went through a similar thing restrictively eating calorie counting trying to lose weight and when I'm coaching my clients in they come to me with weight loss goals I, I try and focus on giving them a new perceived look on life and telling them to start listening to their body and really being in tune with what they're eating instead of countering calories listen to your body your body gives you signs when you're full exactly. when you're tired it gives you signs so if you can start connecting with those signs then the byproduct of those things is the aesthetic goals that you're after so and i think a lot of we're so impatient as people that sometimes that's not so appealing but for me personally, I know when I was going through my weight loss journey, the moment I stopped focusing on the aesthetic views and started focusing on healing myself and being in tune with myself and listening to the signs of my body game was when I started to saw the most results that I did. Exactly. And it is all about listening to the body. And that's one of the main things I teach all my clients and teach on my retreats is that you've got to listen to your body. Your body is always telling you things. We just haven't been given a manual to, listen, to be able to read it. We don't know what it means when you get this pain or when you, you feel this way, you feel tired. You know, if you're tired, it's, it's for a reason. You need to do something about it. Definitely. If you're feeling 
angry, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling, you know, there's, there's solutions to every single symptom that we feel. And if you, if you understand it correctly, and if you get onto it straight away, you never have to feel those things again. Amazing. Tegan, I guess that's a great segue into the stuff that you're doing as a holistic health coach. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you go about coaching your clients, so to speak, into doing that? So I kind of fell into this um, because I started a blog when I was back healing mum with her Crohn's and myself. I started a blog called Veggie Girl back in the day. Veggie Girl. <laughs> it was kind of my alias and my way of protecting myself because I felt a little bit threatened by, uh, I guess, some people who threatened me. Wow. Some pharmaceutical companies oh, and goodness. Uh, pharmacists um, wrote me some big letters saying that, you know, I've got to stop posting things because, you know, it's going to have a negative effect on people. When I'm posting things about water, <laughs> telling people to drink water, I don't think so. But the money involved. It was my way of, I guess, hiding behind a name, but sharing truth. Because I really am, that's, it's been my, I guess, biggest thing is to share truth with people. We don't know the truth. There's so many lies and so much marketing to, to promote big companies that the truth is, is very much dug deep and you've got to dig deep to find it. And I, I did that. I did the digging. So I can save you thousands and thousands of hours of research and, and trial and error on your own body because I've done it myself. So I wanted to share everything that I was learning. And then people started you know, contacting me, emailing me, saying, can you please help me? I've got this. Can you please help me? I've got that. And I started just helping people. Wow. Started seeing such positive results, people healing from all sorts of diseases, people getting rid of all their symptoms, um, people also who struggled with, you know, I guess eating for their body to look good and people having a healthier relationship with food and... Then I just decided, okay, I'm going to start coaching people for good, you know, for real. Started coaching, started um, running retreats um, back then with my business partner, Matt, who I wrote my book with. And we wrote the book to really, I guess, spread the information more easily. 365 Days of Wholeness. You can actually get it on my website as well. Awesome. And yeah, started really making a difference in people's lives and and seeing people flourish and and change and get inspired and was just so fulfilling. It must be so uplifting spreading that that positive message coming from the personal journey that you've had and seeing people progress through that is awesome. I will have all the details for that in the show notes as well, guys. So if you want to get onto Tegan's website, get in contact with her, read the book, it'll all be in the show notes after after the show. Amazing, Tegan. I want to know a little bit more about your wellness retreats. What what are they based around? Where are they? How can yeah, people so, find more info? So I run retreats based up in Mount Hotham Dinner Plain. I'm also planning to run some more, a little bit more up north over winter. Also in Bali. I run these retreats, uh, a few different ones, but I do run juice fasting retreats because I know from being someone who's done a bit of juice fasting and didn't have the guidance at the start, I could have saved myself a lot of, <laughs> a lot of pain and a lot of struggles of not knowing what to do. Yeah. So I run three-day juice fasting retreats, but four-day retreat up in the mountains. We, we hike every day. We collect fresh water from the, the stream. 
we do yoga, we do meditation, we do different pranayama breathing techniques. I do different workshops each day. Uh, we juice everything all together and it's always amazing and always different because I have different groups of people come to the retreat. And it's honestly a life-changing event for a lot of people and I have people come back time and time again uh, to experience it with different friends. And I really look after my clients and, and people who come to my retreats and give them a good discount for the second retreat and third and so, so on. Cool. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, you can find out the information for that on my website as well. I've got my events um, page, so you can check out what events are coming up. I also run workshops from the cafe, so if you can't make it to a retreat, I do run workshops on different topics, so you can get a little taste of, of what I teach and then... You know, if you want to have an, a consultation to get some more personal one-on-one um, advice, then that's kind of the way to go. Or if you can come to a retreat, you can completely change your life. Amazing, Tegan. You're combining all these avenues along with your amazing knowledge into one thing and you're changing people's life for good. It's so amazing to see. Back into a, bit, a little bit about the health coaching. I read something that you actually guide people through the supermarket and you tell people what what's good and what, how it can fit into their lifestyle. I really love seeing that and I think that's a missing piece with nutritionists and naturopaths that we can give people the information right there and then in a 45 hour consult but then once they leave the consult and a day later they don't have that adrenaline pumping and they're not so uplifted with it, they're back to their own resources. So I really love what you're doing there and guiding them through. You should be very proud, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it can be so overwhelming at the start with, with starting to heal your body. And a lot of people come to me and they're kind of at their last end, you know, the last tether. They can't, can't think of anything else anymore and they're exhausted. So helping guide people through the supermarket or guide them through their own pantry and helping them with understanding labels, understanding what's good and bad and, and, and how to begin recipes and things like that is, is definitely a way to go. And it is a little bit different. I'm a little bit different. So I just share things the way that I like to learn. And I feel that it can definitely help people in many ways they, they didn't even know. Amazing, Tegan. A little bit more about your retreats. I can find that on your website, which is... TeganSteel.com. Awesome. I'll have that in the show notes as well. Again, really loving everything that you're doing here, Tegan. Again, into your other side business, I know you've got a million sort of things <laughs> that are going on and, and it's amazing to see that you're finding time to do everything. What, what is OSHA and what is that? What's your main message? So I started OSHA when I was taking a little bit of time off. I, I was living up in Byron for a bit and I was always inspired to share my natural beauty regime. People would message me all the time. They're like, what do you do for your skin? What do you do for your teeth? You've got the whitest teeth I've ever seen. Like, how come they're so white? And I'm like, oh, I make my own toothpaste. And, and everyone's like, oh, I want to buy some. Can you make me some? And I'm like, okay, I'll make you some. And, and I started making some for individual people. And, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that really works. Like, I want more. So I'm like, oh, I really should start making my own. And inspired by the ocean, inspired by nature and the beauty of nature as it is and natural ingredients, I created OSHA. Wow, and what sort of products do you do, you do at OSHA? So I've got toothpaste, I, use, I, make, I get made bamboo, bamboo toothbrushes, wow. 
um, because I want it to be as environmentally friendly as possible as well. I've got other products. Um, you'll have to go to the website, osha.com, oshabody.com. And yeah, I've got heaps of other products that are, are in the works. But Exciting times, can't yeah. release them too soon. And I love how you're incorporating all your your main sort of components of life into into the things that you're doing. What's the main message behind OSHA? OSHA is just keeping it simple, bringing it back to basics again. I studied beauty therapy, so I learnt all about the chemicals in products and how you know it can be beneficial for your beauty. But when you really get down and you know into the information well it's actually completely opposite for your body what you put on your body is also what you absorb and you absorb two and a half kilos of of body care products every year skin's the largest organ isn't it exactly so what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in your body wow so i wanted to share with everyone a, a body care range of eventually it'll be everything that you need for your your body um, to be you know to feel confident and beautiful and to also get the results so you can have white teeth without using chemicals you can have clear skin without using chemical based products that cost you hundreds of dollars awesome Tegan kicking goals that's for sure you mentioned before a little bit about your your routine with your skin I want to know what your daily routine is with your meals what you eat in a day, how you self-love, take us through that. Totally, so I have a daily ritual which I do most mostly every day. I'm not like crazy strict with things anymore because I was so OCD, got over that, so I don't (laughs) want to get back into that again. Um, But I always start the day with exercise of some form, some yoga, some stretching, some dancing, some sometimes just shaking the body. Um, maybe a walk. I just went for a big walk this morning with my sister. Some, you know, one-on-one time with my sister is always good. Um, something to get my body moving, something to get the lymph flowing because overnight your body becomes stagnant, kind of like a river. And if it gets low in an area, it can become quite stagnant. And that's where, you know, a bit of algae might grow. Maybe that's where the mosquitoes all develop in there. So we want to get the blood flowing, get the lymph flowing um, to aid the body in detoxification. Awesome. Um, I'm obsessed with learning, so I will always have an audio book on the go. I generally listen to that in the morning when I'm getting ready or before I drive over to Urban Produce (laughs) or um, to a meeting or a consultation with someone. I always have an audio book going. That always keeps my mind active, also keeps me in a positive um, state of mind. And I've got so many audio books that I can recommend to you guys. Um, but check out my blog because I do share blog posts um, quite frequently. So I'll, I'll write up a post on the audio books that I recommend so you can get onto them. Audio books are really beneficial for me because I don't have the time to sit down and read a hardcover book. As you guys can tell, I've got a lot of things definitely, on the go. Definitely. Um, but it still enables me to read about a book a week, which is awesome. Unreal always learning um then i generally start the day intermittent fasting i'm a real believer in intermittent fasting and i run workshops on intermittent fasting if anyone wants to know more so i don't eat until i'm hungry and generally my first thing i have will be a smoothie or a juice in the morning um 
But Just that, for the that listeners, what is, what is intermittent fasting? Just so quickly. Intermittent fasting is fasting basically until you're hungry and then eating with a, within a window. And what that does is it allows your body to put full energy into healing and repair instead of digestion. So as we believe, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But the cereal and you know dairy industry did a really good job at, at selling that um, because they wanted us to buy their products. But also, if you break down the word breakfast, it means break fast. Right. So it's whenever you break your fast. So I have breakfast at lunchtime. That's when my body wants it. I'm actually not even hungry one bit until sometimes one o'clock, sometimes even later. Awesome. So I'll eat when I'm hungry, not when the time says that it's breakfast time. And we're so regimented, breakfast at 6am or 7, lunch at 12 or 1, and then dinner at 6 or 7 exactly. as well. We're trying to get those meals in, but it's awesome that yeah, comes back to connecting with your body and being yeah. really intuitive. So I'm really in tune, really connected with what my body wants. And some days I might want an early meal and that's fine. I'll eat it then. Awesome. Maybe I'll have a coffee meeting with someone and, and they're going to have breakfast. So I'll eat with them there's no like regimented rule for me I don't think it suits my personality type because I'm a bit obsessive like that so I just eat when my body tells me I'm hungry when I've got true hunger which a lot of people don't even know what it feels like to have true hunger they've never had real hunger pains because I eat before they even get there so intermittent fasting is definitely a daily routine for me Um, and then I'll start the day with a smoothie or a juice so easing my body into digestion. And that way my body can break down. A smoothie is already pre-digested because it's blended. It's also very easy to digest because it's made generally from fruit. Um, can it can take 20 minutes to digest a piece of fruit. So imagine it blended. It's going to be even easier. Just remember to chew your smoothie, especially if it's your first meal because you've got to get the digestive acids working. And that starts in your mouth, doesn't it? It does. So the process starts in your mouth and then... The messages get sent from your brain down to your stomach and the process goes on. I'm also one for intermittent, um, for proper food combining. So eating foods in the correct order uh, in which you should eat them. So fruit, a lot of people say fruits doesn't suit me. Like I have fructose intolerance. I've got, I get bloated when I eat fruit. Well, I used to. <laughs> I can tell you that because I used to eat it in the incorrect order every single day. You can't have a piece of steak or a big heavy meal, rice or something, and then have a piece of fruit straight after. Because what happens is that fruit will then ferment and putrefy on top of that other meal because it it actually takes a lot less of an effort to digest. So it's gonna digest faster. But it's gonna digest on top of the other food, which is gonna cause putrefaction, which eventually creates alcohol, which will create bloating in the body. There you go. So fruit is not the problem, again, it's just the, the combination in which you eat it. So fruit, for me, I try to eat the first two meals of the day. Or before I have dinner, at least half an hour to an hour before I eat dinner, I'll have a big plate of fruit. Amazing. And then I'll have my, my big main meal. I only literally just found that out a couple of weeks ago, and I was wondering, like, why am I getting so bloated? And I was having a big meal and then having the fruit afterwards because I thought that was normal. Yeah. But I've started doing, I do the intermittent fasting as well. I'm breaking my fast with fruit and then waiting 20 minutes before having my, my other Perfect. meal there. So, really, the food combining is such an interesting topic. And once you understand this whole realm of what can happen, it's, it's a, a definite avenue to dive into. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so yeah then i'll have a salad or something uh, more uh, fibrous and and 
vegetable based so something like a buddha bowl is my go-to and then dinner will be whatever i feel like cooking for the night i like to get creative and um, my sister's an amazing cook as well so we get creative in the kitchen and make curries make stir fries make all sorts of delicious things fantastic taking just a quick question here if you could have one meal for the rest of your life what would it be oh that's a really hard question but I would probably go for something like a, a Snickers bowl or a, a smoothie bowl of some sort. Yum. Take us through what's in a Snickers bowl. just for So we have Snickers bowls at Evan Produce and they, it's hard to get anything else for me. That's <laughs> like my go-to. Um, so I've got bananas in there, got a little bit of peanut butter, got some cacao powder. Um, there's not a whole lot more, to be honest. Bit just of almond milk, ice. And blend it up. Wow, create Easy a beautiful that. smoothie bowl and, and top it with different seeds and and superfoods and fruit. And that's delicious. a four ingredient nourishing meal that is plant based, and your body's going to reap the reward to that. And I just know my body's going to be full of energy after. It doesn't take a whole lot of digestion. It it just makes my taste buds dance. <laughs> Fantastic. Tegan, I can't thank you enough for your time today. It's been incredible. You are a wealth of knowledge and it's definite, It's so obvious that you've done your self-education and, and you're helping a lot of people in the process. They so should be very proud. Thanks so much, Matt. It's really, really good to, to meet you and to chat with you today. Awesome. I'll have to get you on a podcast later on to talk about all, all the amazing things that you've expanded your knowledge with. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good day, guys. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, And remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.